Marcus, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is Revolving Door, your connection every Sunday for live music here in the studio. I've got uh, sitting across from me, Mr. Lynn Crissett. Cross it. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure. You know what? I still blew it. I only did one S today or one T, and I'll have to correct the posting. But uh, Lynn is here with the guitar. We're going to get him started on up. Hey, talk to a friend because uh, second half of the show, we're going to be having music for you the first half, okay? And he's got a new CD out. We're going to tell you all about that new CD, where to go catch him here locally. Lots of cool stuff there. And then coming up the second half of the hour, we've got uh, uh, my, my good friend Kathy Laura is going to be coming in. She's bringing a guest, uh, Tia Racha, and she is going to be talking about food and about how we can communicate, build community with food and uh, the old stuff. So uh, it ought to be a good conversation. We'll uh, mix in some music uh, from the older Hispanic style of things. And if you would like to be on the show, we're going to talk a little bit later on on uh, some of the upcoming uh, shows that we've got some folks uh, coming up here. But uh, we always have the mic open for you. Lynn! I got your mic up, and how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thanks again for having me here. This is a this is a really cool opportunity to get to go on the radio. My first time to ever be interviewed on the radio. Well, <laughs> and you, you live right down the street. I do. I mean, that that is what floors me is just, hey, you can't get any better than that, okay? Oh, yeah, that's true community radio. I just packed up my guitar and walked on over. <laughs> there we get you set up, and you got your harmonica, too. That's right. <laughs> So tell everybody a little bit about you real quick, just, uh, you know, the, the high-level stuff so they know who you are. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been doing this for, you know, my entire adult life, at least, you know, not, not uh, for, for a living, unfortunately. <laughs> but I've been writing songs and playing music for, you know, since I was about 19, 20 years old. And I'm actually a professor here at Texas State University. So I've worked here in San Marcos for a very, very long time. And I finally got to the kind of stage in life where I can I can focus a little bit more on the art, um, and uh, in addition to you know to just writing songs and playing them for friends and family, I can really get out there and and uh, and play publicly. And so I've been I've been doing a little bit more of that these days. And this is such a great spot to be able to get out there and do that publicly. It's not that hard. Well, yes, it is, but it's easier than other places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a great live music community here. I think a lot of people may not be aware of how active the, especially the songwriter community is here in, in San Marcos. You've got Songwriters Night at Cheatham Street Warehouse every Wednesday night. That's a really supportive environment for, for songwriters. And there are just so many really nice live music venues, really that are within walking distance of, right. my, of my place. So that is just a, it's a treat. So I'll tell you what, let's go on ahead and let's play something here for everybody so they got an idea of your music and uh, get you going. Yeah, be happy to do it. Thanks. Warren and Whitney I don't know what to do Summertime's ending As summertimes do If hope is not knowing When all hope is gone 
Warren and Whitney don't want to go home. They snuck out their windows all summer long. They egg people's houses, they teepeed some lawns. They rode to the river by the Indian moon. They came back by daylight and then Warren and Whitney were sleeping past noon. Hoping the night time comes around soon. A million distractions, but nothing to do. Warren and Whitney by the light of the moon. The smell of magnolias, the lawnmower tracks, the row of dark houses, they slipped out the back. Their butterfly stomachs, their dark summer tans. Well, they knew for certain that Warren and Whitney would always be friends. But what's good for taking is taking a chance. Gather your rosebuds while summer's in bloom. Warren and by the light of the moon Now Warren and Whitney They don't know what to do That little strip of paper Hold on to summer till summer time's through. Warren and Whitney by the light of the moon. Warren and Whitney will be coming home soon. Wow. And uh, Lynn. Uh Cross it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I got it down. I just, oh, it's uh, okay. I've been called cross that I, my usually, whole life. <laughs> usually, that's first. And uh, here in the studio, you know, I love that song. Oh, thank you. I just sat here and just kind of had the visuals with that. Aww. And I, I think what it is, it goes back to those common themes. It reminds me of Jack and Diane. Mm-hmm. Okay, in <laughs> yeah. a way. I mean, not that it, it's it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But you're, you know, they go through this, hey, it's the summertime, you sleep in, you stay up at night. You know, heck, I like to do that during the summer when I can anyway, just because of the dang heat. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, all of a sudden, reality hits. Yep. You know, hey, you're going to have a baby. Yeah. And <laughs> it's time to go home. And yeah. time to get your act together. And, uh, you know, and that is a lot of that transition from growing up. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for picking up on, the, you know, the, the whole story of the, of the song. I uh, uh, really appreciate you really, you know, paying, paying such close attention like that. Well, that's, you know, when you can weave a good story you know, it comes out. And I really, I, you know, I enjoy that story that we can tell. 
And in a good way that, uh, you know, we can all go back and remember those days. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, you know, whether you uh, were sitting there worrying about whether something was going to turn pink or blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I think, uh, you know, anyone, you know, back there in the day, you know, and still, you know, those are still some, some concerns for people. Sure. You know, it is a life-changing point. And so I like when we're talking about life stories and uh, good stuff. Oh, well, thank you. So where do you kind of get your inspiration for some of these things like this? You know, it, it depends. You know, some of the songs are, are loosely based on my own experiences. That one's not. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, although I was thinking about some of our teenage adventures at the time, you know, when we'd sneak out at night and, you know, and go out and get into trouble, <laughs> you know, um, and I just kind of went went from there. And actually, this song was, was kind of unusual in the way I wrote it, because um, this one just sort of came to me. I woke up one morning and I was, wasn't quite fully awake, and the story just kind of came to me, and melody too. So I just continued lying there in bed, kept my eyes closed so I wouldn't, because sometimes... You have an inspiration, and then you open your eyes, and, and it's gone. <laughs> the phone rings. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Exactly. It's like, Shh, just everybody, let me be. Yeah, so I just tried to stay there in that state with my eyes closed and just kind of work out the story. And by the time I actually got out of bed, I had the story. I had the melody. Uh, I called my son. Well, I, no, at first I grabbed my phone, and I recorded it, you know, without a guitar or anything. I just sang it. And, uh, and then I, and I sent it to my son said, hmm, we should add some music to this. And he, where he was, kind of played around on the piano. While he was doing that, I picked up my guitar and, and just wrote it. <laughs> Came up with that riff on the guitar and, and then called him back and said, sorry, I don't need the piano after all. <laughs> it's done. So that was about the fastest song uh, you know, I've, I've written, certainly in a long, long time. And uh, I should point out, too, that on the recording of this one, there are some really nice harmony vocals by one of our other local, really talented singer-songwriters, Halliana Finley-Welch. Oh, so you're just going to drop names. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's name-dropping time yeah, now. Just, yeah, just one of our other... <laughs> yeah, just one of our other local songwriters, yes. <laughs> well, I, you know, and uh, for those of you that did not pick up on that... This is Kent Finley's daughter, mm-hmm. who is uh, remarried now and is part of the the whole Cheatham Street organization, and is also just this carrying on her dad's tradition and along yeah. with her brothers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we yeah. had uh, Ster- Sterling is a fantastic songwriter. I've had Sterling um, in here, and okay. I've had Sterling in here, and I'll play in a minute. Uh, his uh, daughter, uh, uh, Kent's granddaughter, uh, did a little PS, uh, did a little station ID for oh, us. I'll nice. play that in a minute. Um, but having that here in town and continuing that legacy is really important. It, it, it really is, yeah. In fact, Hallie Anna sang on two songs on the record, um, and that was that was just a that was a real treat. Well, good to hear. I'm going to take a quick station ID break. This is KZSM.org. 
And uh, this is Revolving Door. Rob Rourke, your host. This is your connection for live music here out of San Marcos, Texas. Hey, we're going to talk about all those people listening. You've got folks everywhere from California to uh, other side of Texas listening in. We're going to have to oh, do some shout outs here in a minute. Uh, so, uh, folks, thanks for listening. And we're going to be right back after we take a quick station ID break. The Art of Bill Hudson is a unique citywide exhibition celebrating the work of artisan San Marcos native Bill Hudson. Five separate and overlapping gallery shows bring over 60 unique objects and process drawings to the artist's hometown of San Marcos for the very first time. The Art of Bill Hudson is a collaboration between the Calaboose African American History Museum, the Price Center, the San Marcos Art League, the Texas State Galleries, and the Walker's Gallery. Each location features different works by Hudson. For more information, go to visitsanmarcus.com backslash Bill Hudson. That's visitsanmarcus.com backslash Bill Hudson. Meet Ingrid, fiery spirit, caring grandma, proud trucker. I've logged more than 4 million miles in my truck. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. I was driving outside of Ohio when a gentleman stopped suddenly in front of me. But it takes my 80,000 pound truck 200 yards to stop. I'd given myself extra room, but it's not a chance worth taking. It's It's our roads. It's It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Frank Zappa said, so many books, so little time. Quiet, Groucho Marx observed, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Quiet! To find out what others think about books, join Priscilla Vanselina on Tuesdays at 4pm on kzsm.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. (laughs) Quiet, damn dog. Hey y'all, this is Diesel D, host of KZSM's Veterans Hour. I want to remind everybody that Soldier Songs and Voices is meeting every Monday at Cheatham Street Warehouse from 5 until 7 p.m. If you are a veteran or active service member of the Armed Forces and want to learn how to write songs and play guitar, stop by Cheatham Street Warehouse located at 119 Cheatham Street or visit us online at SoldierSongsAndVoices.com. You are listening to KZSM.org in San Marcos, Texas, the true community radio in San Marcos, Texas. And that was Annie Finley's uh, uh, introduction to the radio uh, and uh, did a uh, little spot for us. Hey, if you have a group and you want us to get the word out about it, okay, don't call me six days before an event, okay? It takes us a long time to get all of these things in place. But if you know that it's coming up in three months, Send us a message, kzsm.org. And also, if there's a group that, you know, hey, it meets. Here's a Boy Scout troop that meets every such and such. Send us, you know, some info. We'll get people. We've got all sorts of people that love to just get on here and talk and do some PSAs. And that's another one of the things that we try to do here as a community radio station is get the word out in ways that you may not hear it in other ways, okay, in other places. And uh, have some fun with it. And, uh, you know, even if it's... uh, you know, we're a little bit yeah, non-standard here. I mean, we've I've still got the COVID bunny in here from Easter in the uh, window. Um, 
Yeah, he, he looks pretty bad, too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we are a little bit uh, on, on that side of things here. So I've got uh, Lynn Crossett is here in the studio and he's got a new CD, but we're going to play, uh, I want him to play, a, uh, one, another song for you here. And then we're going to play one off the new CD. We're going to talk about the CD release that, uh, just so happens to be right now. So you're going to get to hear this for the first time on the radio here on KCSM. I like those scoops. Thanks, Mary. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk more about Mary here in just a few minutes. Going ahead. Let's get you going then, uh, Lynn and, uh, go ahead. All right. I'm happy to do it. You mentioned some people listening from California. Here's, here's one for you all out there and kind of about a, a day in the life of a busker on the Santa Monica pier. <laughs> California's fun this time of year I can get the best spot on the pier Tattooed girls go by Sometimes they smile Or even laugh And dance and stay a while Stay a while I'll play a song think they'll know Then I'll try to work in my own song If I tell a joke Will they stop and smoke Or maybe laugh Dance and stay a while Stay Stay a while. Stay a 
I've got the best spot on the pier. I like that busking. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't really understand that whole scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that this is what people do. It's not, I'm homeless, I'm trying to get something. Okay, it's just that in a way, that's one of the ways you can make money. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. we've got, uh, uh, I've got one of our volunteers here, and he's been on the show. He's, uh, I'll play one of his in a second here that uh, he did a, uh, uh, for our uh, station uh, for a little song, a little jingle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've had, oh, at least three or four of our local buskers come in oh, here. Good. And, you know, it is, you guys have, you know, not you, but I'm saying those that are out there. Sure. Have a, have a right to play, to pass along, and this is live music, folks, you know. Yeah. And it is that, having that at the pier, do you want it sanitized? Do you not want that money? You know, have somebody out there. Do you want to not have that when you come downtown in San Marcos? You know. Right. I mean, isn't that a treat when you're out someplace and somebody's off to the side, you know, playing songs? And if you want to go listen to them, you know, they're there yeah. sharing songs, sharing music with you for free. And you can tip them, yeah. you know, if, if you want to. And they're not shaking you down. Yeah. Yeah. They're not yelling at you as you're going by and, you know, and said, hey, put something in my guitar case there. You know, I mean, some people invite you, but, you know, that's not necessarily the busking, you know, culture. Okay. So you have your new CD. Yeah. In the company of a song. And uh, we're going to play uh, track number nine here, Child Support Trips. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I um, So the, the record was produced by Lloyd Maines, and I that was I so fortunate to get someone like Lloyd Maines to produce a record for me. And, and the guy, is, as those of you, I'm sure a lot of you, you know, you, you know who he is because he's legendary, right? He's a Grammy Award winning producer and produced all my heroes. Um and as master steel guitar player, and he brought in this um, fiddle and mandolin player named Dennis Ludiker, who's also amazing, plays with Sleep, Sleep at the Wheel, had his own band, South Austin Jug Band, Milk Drive now. So he um, provides this uh, fiddle intro to this song, and then this mandolin solo later in it that just, it literally made me cry when Lloyd sent me the rough track. <laughs> Well, but this is the final track, and you can now get it on the CD. We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Well, let's uh, play, uh, let's, and I forgot to mention about Lloyd Maines. Okay, and uh, again, folks, that is another name that goes in and out of Cheatham Street. Okay, you know, just uh, all of the time. And, uh, you know, these are the things we do not want people to forget. I think you need to know the, the local music history and the legends and who are the new legends. Yeah. You know, how are, and, and they are helping to make that and to do that. So child support trips. get someone on the phone so I think I'll write a song about way back when I'd be something about an old car tires are wearing thin on a monthly trip to see dear old dad child support is late and mom is mad 
dog feels hot All around the heat coming from the motor And the windows all roll down mm-hmm. But it's cooler in the car than our place back in town mm-hmm. The windows all are open, our hair blows around Crossing our fingers, we won't break down this time Playing in the shadows of the dashboard lights Sitting on the front seat, my sister, mom, and me My two other sisters are in the back seat laying down be bored Anything that you can find Anything that's in your mind That is what they live for KZSM.org Wrap your mind around and you will not be bored They've got every kind of subject that you want to know about they make you laugh and scream, they make you cry, shout KZSM.org We are here for you Always supporting everything we can and don't you know We are true 
Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween, broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. Tune in to Texas River Tonk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. Come join the party with Texas River Tonk Fridays from noon to 2 on kzsm.org, True Community Radio. And hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Texas River Tonk. That's at TX River Tonk. Some of the great shows I was talking uh, here to Lynn about, uh, uh, you know, that's one on Friday that if you like your live music and uh, Blake brings in some great, you know, people, we can't always get people in here at uh, Sunday afternoons, can't always get people in here at certain times, you know, and uh, I know uh, Carol was talking about that the other night on Friday night with Carol with her interview that, you know, due to COVID, She's been doing all of her interviews and things from home. She is uh, immune uh, compromised Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, coming down to the studio is a big risk for her. And so uh, she's been doing uh, all of these interviews with all sorts of people for the Friday night show at uh, 8 o'clock. And she was talking about that the other night that. Yeah, it's nice not having to come down to the studio and try to get people at a, you know, she can do those interviews anytime during the week that she can get scheduled and keeps it yeah, open. nice. But you miss something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what she was talking about is that you are here in the, in this studio. You know, this building's 120 years old. Yeah, yeah, this is a great, great spot. You way. know, yeah. you've got the... We've got the wood floors with the carpet. We've got the metal, high metal ceilings. The acoustics here just are really great. You wouldn't think about it. Just like when we go and you think, okay, an alleyway, you know, what kind of acoustics are you going to get? We get this great stuff, you know. So uh, tune in tonight, too, by the way, yeah, 10 o'clock till midnight. Uh, go to sleep with us and uh, hear a cool concert that we had this last uh, Thursday. Uh, over here, we do that the third Thursday of every month. But right now, we've got uh, Lynn Crossett is here with us. And uh, again, thank you very much uh, to Mary Hopkins for uh, connecting us up. She has the Facebook uh, page, Local Bands Playing in the Hill Country. And if you are a local artist, join. But be active and, uh, you know, she tries to, hey, promote where everybody's at, what's going on. And uh, also tries to direct people to come in here into the show, which I do appreciate, Mary. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Mary. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we were talking about the map all lit up here. You've got folks from over in uh, East Texas on the other side of Houston. Uh, you've got folks all over the place in Austin lit up right now. Oh, great. Um, uh, some folks down in San Antonio. I'm just, I, they're bouncing around. So so you, you said, uh, yeah, that East Texas, that's the area you grew up in around Beaumont. Right. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in southeast Texas, the Port Arthur Beaumont area, a little town called Port Natchez. And so I'm really happy to hear that some some folks are listening. I've got family there. I I hope some of them are listening. I'm sure they are. (laughs) In fact, that last song that I just played, um, 
it talks about some parts of our childhood and it refers to my sisters. And I, I know that I've got some sisters who are, who are listening to the show right now. And I really appreciate that. Well, family is important. I mean, you know, in support of your music and then also, you know, it's just having a family that supports every Sunday afternoon, they pull out the guitar and you sit there and you play music, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you go down, you know, we're going to be talking later on in the second half of the show tonight about traditions. And that's always one of them is, you mm-hmm. know, music in the family. And what, what do you kind of remember about growing up, you know, with music? Yeah, well, you know, we there really weren't people in the family who played music, you know, played musical instruments. Um, you know, my mom was certainly a big fan of music. You know, growing up a teenager in the '50s, so she was a huge Elvis fan, um, and and that whole '50s '50s music. Uh, my dad was more of the traditional country, you know, Ernest Tubb, <laughs> uh, Left to Frizzell, you know, that that kind of uh, that kind of stuff, Merle Haggard. Um, too but but it really wasn't a, a musical you know home in in in, in that respect um, right but you did have you had your influences sure oh yeah yeah you know? absolutely and then i you know i was like really wanted to play guitar it was so mysterious to me that like wow that just seemed so complicated until um you know someone demystified it for me one at some point to let me realize that if i learned a few chords i could learn to play a whole bunch of songs and so i had a friend of mine who played guitar and I had him just write out the shapes, so like show me the main chords I need to learn, and yeah. and he did that, and he went out of town for a couple of weeks, and I learned those chords, and when he got back, I thought they sounded awful. I don't know what I was doing wrong, and when he got back, he played it for him, and and he's like, what in the world is that? And then he turned the sheet around. I learned them all upside down, <laughs> so I had to unlearn them, learn them again. But then from then, I was off to the races and started learning how to play Neil Young songs and Bob Dylan and the Beatles and all that I, stuff. I don't know. That, that would be for our one show that is uh, Dead Air Radio on Friday nights or on uh, Monday nights. Um, it is all that weird kind of electronica music. <laughs> I mean, you know, he has played uh yoko ono on there okay you know so i i don't know if we could ever get that for him i bet he'd probably play that upside down <laughs> guitar tuning i love it <laughs> only in san marcos okay yeah, you know this right. is where okay let's look at it differently folks yes you know we don't always want to look at things the same way <laughs> well let's go ahead and play something hopefully yeah uh, this is with everything on the right side up on yeah the, uh, exactly it's it works so much better if you learn them right side up <laughs> all right i'll play this is actually the title track of the album it's called in the company of a song there's no one left in pacific to call tonight i'm sitting here in central past midnight Got a friend on the East Coast, but it's too late to call tonight. So I'm sitting here in the company of moonlight. There's one bar still open in this town. And I could saddle up and ride on down. But I don't feel much like talking to people I don't know. So I'm sitting here in the company of a song. I 
There's a bottle on the table Cold beer and warm bed And a wealth of conversation Set to music in my head So I'll wait for the day company of a song you know i i like that that you know no i don't want to go and talk to people over a beer just to make conversation Mm -hmm. you know what what do you do when you're alone you know and it's uh the the song can bring the comfort that's exactly right yeah i just kind of felt like being by myself with with a song and and that was plenty i wasn't i wasn't lonely (laughs) i didn't mind the solitude It, it was it was just nice to to be there uh, alone with with my guitar and and writing that song. <laughs> well, and I talked to someone today about they were an artist, they were up there practicing and we were talking about that that being alone versus, you know, being there with everybody. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that there's just it's hard for him because he wants that and I said that's important to have that alone time. Because we are artists, you know, we're out there and, you know, passing along good vibes, hopefully, to people. And it takes a lot of our energy to do that. Well, you have to go and you have to charge up. You've got to find that those places mm-hmm. that you can charge. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, you've got to get in a certain frame of mind to go perform, especially if you're not just a natural, you know, extrovert, the kind of person who, you know, I don't really like to be the center of attention, which is odd because I perform, right? So uh, one of those, you know, yeah. t- and there are a lot of us, I think, you know, shy musicians, shy songwriters, you know, don't necessarily like to be the center of attention, but you, you get up on a stage and, and sing through a microphone. Well, it's know? a different persona. <laughs> yeah. You can get behind, I'm this different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that uh, part is actually kind of cool, yeah. You know, I do that you know? with the radio, I do that with the Wiz, I do that, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm out at the flea markets, you know, I'm selling, I'm trying to get people connected up with things. I'm trying to build community, yeah. you know, no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. And so it does, it takes that energy and you've got to go back and, and to get that. So if it's just sitting there in the comfort of a song. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, thank Title you. of the CD. And um, people can get the CD where? So you can get the physical version at local record stores, and I'm so happy that we actually have our local record store back here at Sundance Records that uh, went away for a while, but it's back open now right here in downtown San Marcos. So you can get it there or in Austin at Waterloo Records, and I always like to you know support 
actual real, you know, sure. local record stores. Uh, online, you, you know, you could order it. Uh, in fact, Waterloo will sell it online. They'll, you know, ship it to you wherever you are. Um, and so you can buy it again, support a, an actual record store instead of a, you know, one of the big, you know, Amazon yeah. or, you know, these online sellers. And then streaming wise, you can stream it on whatever platform you, use, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, what, you know, it's as of Friday, <laughs> it okay. went live on all of those platforms, right, which is also a really neat thing, you know, I, to have my music out there on, you know, to open up Apple Music and see, wow, I've got an album on Apple Music now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It is. I mean, you know, in, in, in the changing way of doing things, you know, at yeah. least, you know, we've got that. Well, uh, Lynn uh, Crossett is here in the studio with me. We're going to uh, go ahead and take a quick station ID break. And uh, Kathy, Laura, and uh, looks like TRHA are outside here, going to be oh, coming nice. in. And uh, we'll have them for the second hour here. And uh, let's take a quick station ID break. You're listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And uh, we'll be right back with you. New for 2022 is the monthly series the Personhood Project, made possible by a grant from the San Marcos Art Commission. At its core, the Personhood Project is a poetry exchange that looks to connect incarcerated writers to the larger poetry community. Writings from the project culminate into this series, which explores poetry's ability to provide the tools necessary to process trauma, lead toward personal growth, and help reduce recidivism in the carceral system. Tune in to The Personhood Project the last Sunday of each month at 4 p.m. for conversations with poets about these subjects and so much more. Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon, on KZSM.org in San Marcos, Texas. The end of a very long week is at hand. You've made it through. Whew, it's time for a drink. Pour a cold one, pet the cat, take your shoes off, and just like that, I'm right here with you in a blink. Spinning the tunes you want to hear and talking to people you want to know. I'm there, kzsm.org, 8 to 10 Central Standard Time. On Fridays, you're listening to Friday Night with Care. Yeah, Friday Night with Care, we were talking about that and uh, talking about uh, Lynn's new CD. The other thing you've got is uh, you're going to be having a CD release party. Uh, now, you, you were at Cheatham Street the other night, right? I was, yeah. Friday night, we did a nice little songwriter showcase. There were four of us. I shared the stage with... Uh, Wonderful local singer-songwriter, Missoula Slim. Oh, and yeah. then two new up-and-comers from Songwriters Night, Cameron Albright and Hank Weaver. And it was a great night. They, were, they all sounded so, so good. So I, we did a little informal kind of record release there, but the official record release show is this Wednesday at 8 o'clock at the porch right here on the square in downtown San Marcos, so they're on Hopkins. Okay, so go out to the porch, and that is on Wednesday? Wednesday at 8 o'clock. I'll at play from 8, 8 till about 9.15, 9.30. Okay, and uh, you can also get the CD there and uh, meet yeah. the artist, and you'll even sign it. Uh, <laughs> Happy to do it. <laughs> no problem, you know, whatever, to a certain point, uh, you know. And uh, so uh, Lynn will be uh, here, and, uh, 
yeah, you can listen and talk to him about uh, some of the lyrics and what you may like, you know, on uh, some of the songs. Um, let's go ahead and uh, get one more live one in here for you. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. And uh, I'll give you all a break on the harmonica. I won't play a harmonica on this song, but I kind of right. fill it in with the, I was teasing with, with Lloyd when we were working on the record, because uh, I, I recorded the songs for him ahead of time and sent them to him. And, and uh, I just played harmonica for all the lead parts. But I said, you know, replace my harmonica with your steel guitar or whatever you know <laughs> i'm just doing that as placeholders yeah. and then he ended up like saying no no you know in this song and that song let's leave the harmonica in and and uh but for the most part it, you know my harmonica was just like placeholders and so now when i'm doing them live i still like you know that's my lead instrument it's the way i can accompany myself um it's live we will we will never hear it the same way again that's right exactly that's, that's half the magic of being here in the studio <laughs> All right. So speaking of Lloyd, and again, I just can't say enough about him. He's a wonderful guy to work with. And uh, he did this amazing intro to this song. The song's called California Ride. Faster than the headlights shine, one up in the trees. The smell of oil and the burning of the leaves. Nothing left here for her in the darkness of this town She stayed another day She might never live it down Or take that California ride California ride Even for daylight On that California ride could never want to be what she hadn't been before This is not the kind of place where they let you think of more There's nothing left here for her in the smallness of this town If she stayed another day, she might burn the whole place down And take that California Dust and the shame with the seeds they couldn't sow out here on the mother. Sixty-six highway and her radiate olds, hoping that 
that the engine holds. Wayne Crossett here live in the studio with you. KZSM.org to Community Radio. And uh, just a few more minutes here in the interview, but uh, appreciate you coming in. hope you've enjoyed playing for us. We've enjoyed oh, listening to you. And you know, all the it. folks that have been <laughs> listening across the country, glad. And uh, don't leave me, okay? we got some great stuff coming up here uh, after this uh, for the remaining hour of the show. We're going to be talking about, you know, it's a continuation of traditions. It's a continuation of building. And uh, so where do you see this going? You know, is this just... You're going to keep this going as a as a passion and keep working and improving, or you know, is this something you want to see to get big? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I have no illusions about becoming famous or anything. I just really my my grand vision is to you know get my songs out there so that people will listen to them and hopefully people will like them, and I can get quality shows, <laughs> quality gigs. And all I mean by a quality gig is just that people have come to listen to me play. And if I get to do that on a regular basis, I'll just be as happy as I can be. (laughs) You're not not busking down on the corner here, in other words. Yeah. yeah. Not that we're putting that down. We were talking about that. No, 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 not at all. It's that, yeah, to get those those gigs and to get those, you know, like you had the other night. That was really yeah, to have neat. People that, they, they were, you know, people were sitting there and they were really listening to the songs. I'd look out there and I could tell that, you know, people were really paying attention to the to the words. And, and um, that's really, you know, all I want is the opportunity yeah. to, you know, because you don't write songs so that no one will ever hear them. <laughs> he at Cheatham Street, you know, recognized as in a... Uh, Singer songwriter, what what did they, uh, what what was it called? Was it, oh the Wednesday night, the songwriters night? Yeah, yeah, or, or Friday night. Oh the Friday night. So we did a little showcase thing. So it, showcase. Yeah, That's the, what I was trying yeah, to. Yeah, the think Cheatham of. Street Music Foundation actually sponsors um, this, and in fact, I should mention that because they've been wonderful enough to um, invite me to, to. I do a Friday residency. It's called the Early Show. Uh, every Friday from five to seven p.m. at Cheatham Street Warehouse, I play. Um, there and that's been just a one i've been doing that for about a little over a month month and a half now and i've got a six month residency so i'll be doing that till about september so well, you, you folks who are local here in central texas and san marcus and new Braunfels area if you're looking for something to do at 5 p.m on a friday you can find me at cheatham street anytime get off the work come by cheatham street and uh, uh hear some of the songs and uh yeah you know uh, ask you some questions you sure know, and uh you know, make sure you clap. Don't throw anything. I yeah. Don't know, but well, I, yeah. <laughs> applause is really the best, <laughs> the best response to any song. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. To, I'm glad I picked that one up. I because we'd missed that earlier, and I think that is important. That uh, you know that residency and what what's happening at Cheatham Street is that they are now. It's a, you know, yes, trying to have a bar, make money, and keep it going number mm-hmm. one, but it's also trying to keep Kent's ideas. Yeah, yeah, that whole that songwriter appreciation kind of legacy, and that's what the Cheatham Street Music Foundation part is, is all about, is trying to keep that that legacy alive, and I think they're doing a, a, a really good job of it, um, and, and Sterling, his son, um, is, is absolutely a huge, huge part of that. As I mentioned earlier, he's a fantastic songwriter. I really love his songs. Uh, I wish I could hear them more often. <laughs> I'm going to pull up one. Uh, what else do people need to know about where to find you? Um, 
so for now, I'm doing the regular Cheatham Street thing on, on Fridays. Um, we'll see how things go. That'll be my first gig at the porch. That place is turning into a really nice, I mean, it already is a really nice um, live music venue, but they've got some new owners and musician owner. Um, and so they, I think they really are making an effort uh, to turn this into a first-class music venue. And, um, and I'm kind of hoping that turns into a, a semi-regular gig there. They've got a nice stage, and they've, they've invested in some nice nice sound equipment there. And, and one thing, while I'm giving credit to the album as well, I, wanted, I should give credit to the artwork of the album. My son did all wow. of that. Carter Crossett did all of the... And did an amazing job on, the, on now, the artwork. Did he play on it? You talked earlier about you know he does piano and you you know you a little bit of collaboration. Yeah, um, no, no, he, he's out in California and I recorded it here locally, so we didn't. I wish I would have loved to have him come in and play some piano on it. That would have been fantastic. Um, but since he's out in, in California, we weren't be, weren't able to to hook that up. I'm, I'm looking for something here real quick. I'm sorry that we're going to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for uh, Lynn Crossett coming in today. And uh, uh, appreciate the music. Um, we'll have some, uh, yeah, keep us posted. You know, I'd like to hear some more of uh, uh, some of the stuff that you're doing and what's going on oh, thank you. Uh, here in the area. And uh, somewhere in here in the transition, I've got a song about... Uh, uh, Merlin uh, from Blackbird had written uh, to uh, Sterling Finley right after he had gotten the heart transplant mm. and uh, it was uh, called Dead Man Walking and it was his tribute to it and, uh, 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 regretfully Merlin is no longer with us but uh, uh, it was a good legacy uh, talking yeah. about Sterling Finley so we'll do that during the transition oh here. nice so uh, thanks for coming in and oh, uh, coming up me. next we've great. got uh, my good friend Kathy Laura is here with Tia Recha and uh, I'm going to be, uh, uh, we're talking cooking, we're talking, I don't know where it's going to go. I never know. It's always fun. She's smiling. It's like, oh, yeah, we don't know where it's going to go, around. So thanks for coming in today. And uh, this is KZSM.org, True Community Radio. Take a quick station break here, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King. Featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. Tune in to Texas River Tonk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. So come join the party with Texas River Tonk, Fridays, noon to 2, on kzsm.org, True Community Radio. And hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at Texas River Tonk, that's at TX River Tonk.
gonna give this uh our friend sterling finley um of cheating street uh he got a new heart and i sat at home uh and, and put this together for him a while back so this is for him hey sterling thanks for being alive dude Nothing left. Take the things and miles of money and give it to me at best. Cause I keep on. Jack life by living. Cause I'm sure to learn to fly. Give me reason to keep on. Stealing all that time hey, hey, hey. Ain't nothing there gonna stop me hey, hey, hey. Ain't nothing ever gonna stop me
KZSM.org. And uh, that was uh, talking about Sterling Finley. We were dropping all sorts of names here with our guests. Thanks for uh, Lynn Crossett coming in. And again, thank you to uh, Mary for uh, local bands playing in the Hill Country. Go check out her Facebook site for more information uh, about, uh, you know, shows that are going and how to get connected. Is that one dropping down on you now? If you have to, we'll just grab the mic and just hold the mic, okay? I do actually have a request out to the board. Uh, if we do have anyone listening that would like to uh, contribute, we are looking for some mic stands and microphones and uh, some other things that are going to run us about $700, but we can put some money towards that. So, um, you know, I, hey, I'm all about mentioning. But uh, now we've got all the microphones and everything up. Kathy, glad Hi. to have you back with us today. Thank you for having and uh, I may have to get you a little closer to that mic. Let's see. Yeah, there you go. Get, give me a little bit louder voice when we're good, okay? There you go. And um, so we talked last week about, you know, a lot of this has been about traditions. And it dovetails in with the music. And music is part of the families. Music is how we pass along uh, the stories, and it is also how we come together. And, you know, we all remember, you know, as a family, you know, in church, you know, if it's just even if it's just the, um, you know, doing some kind of a dialogue or something, you know, it, these are the things they remember. But we talked about, you know, we're losing so much, too, from the food, Right. You know, so talk about our guest here and uh, uh, talk about a couple things for me. So, you know, that's a, a conversation that we had last week. And going into that, I had that conversation with our guest today, and I'd like to introduce her. Her name is Rachel Cervantes Martinez. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kathy. And so I think we'd, we'd like to start, first of all, with her giving us a little bit of, of her family background. So I'll, I'll let her go ahead and tell us about her family, um, when they came to San Marcos, where they lived, and those types of things. So. Right, right. Yeah, well, I'll, like, you I'll pick up the mic from where it's at. Though. Okay, okay. So just for context, okay, she is wearing the Cervantes 1334 T-shirt walking in here. So uh, just you're proud of this, and I'm glad to see it. Yeah, definitely so. This was a shirt that was designed by one of my nephews, um, I do have a cooking show. It's a Facebook cooking show, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I was going to have all my nephews. I'm have, I had all my nephews on the show, and so they wanted to all wear a shirt that will represent who they are. And this was a shirt that uh, they that one of my nephews designed. They all came to an agreement, and it's a Texas uh, layout. And it has our name, Cervantes, in the middle of it, and 1334. 1334 is the address where we grew up in on Belvin Street. So uh, on the bottom of it, of the bottom of the Texas, it has the roots. And so basically that's where we were raised from. Our roots are, are 1334, and it's something that they're really proud of. And I'm, I'm grateful to hear that. Well, and so how can people find your cooking show on Facebook? Yeah, I'm listed under Thea Rach. Um, of course, I have many, many, many um, nephews and nieces. And uh, Rach, of course, is short for, for uh, Rachel. And, of course, Thea is um, 
aunt in Spanish. So Thea Rach, that's, and, and you can find it. It's actually Thea Rach on, on Facebook. So you, how often do you uh, post new things on this? So I was doing weekly every Tuesday at 7, but um, I went down to every other Tuesday. Um, life gets busy. You really, you know, you really can't make every week. So we've con- condensed it. I wanted to be loyal to my viewers. And I'm like, I'm going to continue this. I'm not going to stop that. Because one of the things that I say is, if I stop doing what I do, then you'll stop cooking. So I want to show all my viewers. And, and what's the overall arching theme of the, the cooking show? What, what are you trying to get out there to people? Well, um, there is a story behind uh, my Facebook page, and it was uh, one of my nephews was out uh, in college, and he wanted to know how to make homemade tortillas um, because he was far away, and it was during the COVID time, and he couldn't come home. And so he called, and he's like, hey, can you give me the recipe? I said, well, you know what? Better yet, we have social media. I'll go live and I'll show you how to make the recipe. So it originally started making homemade tortillas, and so he was able to to, to view it, you know, on Facebook. And, and then it was like, wait a minute, that just drew like how many more people out there don't know how to do simple cooking? To us, it's you know no big deal, but to someone else, it's like I've never learned. So my my goal is just to to teach others what I learned growing up. Well, and part of that learning, you know, we do that as a family a lot of times. Definitely. You know, and that is, you know, passed down my, I used to be with the Boy Scouts. I was the one that cooked for the Boy Scouts. My mother taught me, or my stepmother taught me all sorts of things. Absolutely. To go out there and they're like, how did you learn to cook this? (laughs) Stepmom, you know, showed me how to do it, You, you know. And so I, I love that you are trying to pass these things along. This is what we were talking about mm-hmm. is that so many of these times, these things, it's important time. Yes. With families, with passing along and continuing. And then on the other side of it, we're so darn used to the uh, convenience of going down and getting a package of tortillas, right? At uh, you know, or going over here and getting something at Taco Fuego or something, right? Right, and yeah. it's just not as healthy. I mean, yeah. you know, exactly. Yes, and it's it's so important because you know where thirteen thirty four is. There's so much history there. That was uh, my my aunts and uncles were raised in that home as well. That home is probably, I think my grandfather moved into that home probably in the early 1900s, probably 1930 around there. And so, I mean, I have 15 aunts and uncles. So that's that's big there. That's, that's a lot of history in that home. And so in that home, there was, uh, of course, there was weddings outside, but then the receptions were held in that home where they moved furniture and they would have the reception there and music there and food there. So there is a lot of history in that home of, can you imagine all that generation of cooking? And, and, and not only that, I think for a lot of us, as, as, you know, as we look back into the past, we see that so many of our families stuck together. So I know for you, 
it wasn't just your grandma and your grandfather's house, but there were some of their children that lived close by. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I'm I'm just sitting here thinking about oh 1940s, 1950s. Okay, we had you know no AC. All right, you know <laughs> if you were lucky, you had a working ceiling fan in the house you know, to keep the air moving, if you were lucky, right? Right. And, you know, most didn't. So you relied on the breezes that came in, exactly. you know, so you would open all the windows, all the doors, but you'd have all the brothers, okay, a couple days before or the day before, you know, take all the furniture, you'd take all the furniture outside, you know, make sure every don't, you know, that you could clear everything out, and you'd start to make all the food, for these, you know, you knew everybody was coming for this wedding or exactly. quinceanera or whatever the, the occasion may be. Yeah, and the meals were mole, which is a chicken. And so the storing of all this chicken. And I think now, you know, of all those all those meals that were prepared and how mama would just leave them on the stove and they would be fine to eat for dinner, you know, whether yeah. it was tortillas or beans or papas, whatever it was, it was fine. You and, know? and normally, say like, for instance, mole, that was a very long process. It's not like today where you can go to the store and buy a, you know, a can and use it. Mm -hmm. So what, what was it, like five or seven days preparation to oh, make mole? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we actually had Miss Contreras that lived down the street, uh -huh. and that's who would cook for our family when there was weddings. Oh, she lived on the corner there? She lived yeah. in the corner there. Okay. And um, so our family's so big that they know so many people in the community, and that was one thing when I, in talking to my sister about our family history, she was sharing, she's like, it was so special back then because families came together mm -hmm. to help each other make the meal. Mm -hmm. It was aunts and uncles that came and made sure that the event got made, you know, it, that there was a wedding. Mm -hmm. There was no, um, there was no like how it is today, I guess, like, no, they're going to have to figure it out for themselves. They want to have this event. They got to figure it. No, she said back then it was everyone came together. Made an effort so that you would have a good would, event. Yeah. Event perfect. Yeah. And yeah. there was always plenty, always plenty. And I thought that was just really neat. Well, and it was, I, I like your, your point about, no, it's not your problem. It's all of us. You just took it on and it wasn't a problem. Right. This was a celebration. This was a event. This was a coming together. But this is what we did to bring to keep the families together. Exactly. And when you would have these events, while you were cooking, while you were sitting, while you were whatever it may be, you'd be reinforcing the stories exactly. about the cousins, about the uh, the uncles. You know all the crazy stuff that we did. You know, you talk all the time about your dad would just sit there and just have all these conversations about stuff they did as a kid, the boxing, you know, all these things that come up. Oh, yeah. Those stories are still shared today of all our gatherings, even us as kids. I mean, there was stories of our aunts and uncles, but then as, as they grew older and moved, away, moved out, because all of them lived in that home. Right. All of them lived in that home, and then they got married and moved out. And, and then we came, and, of course, we grew up, and we grew up with 
our neighborhood kids. And so now that we're older and we see them at the local grocery store, they can still go back and talk about my brother's hee-haw barn, <laughs> yeah. you know, that all our, 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 my brother's friends would hang out and gather. And it was just simple, simple living, really simple living. And what we thought was, well, I guess we really didn't ever feel like we were deprived of anything because it was, I mean, we were talking about, this was like, my oldest sister is nine, and was born in 1949, I think. And, of course, I'm telling my age. But I'm like the youngest. I can edit out if you want. I'm the youngest of 11. So I had five yeah, brothers, five go. sisters. And so um, there, there's just so much, so much there that, that we we just shared in our community so many friends that we shared that house with i thought that, that was just awesome well and are we losing are we losing that okay yes. and the new families and i i had this question for the mayor the other night is the difference between a young family that is 20 years old that has a child that they are in, you know, just for instance, in uh, uh, Barrio Pescada. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've got their, uh, they grew up in the neighborhood. Their mom and dad are there. They're there taking care of the mom and dad can take care of their, uh, the little ones while they go off to work. You know, you've got that in that spot. But if you just go a few miles down 123, we have got all of these new homes that are popping up mm-hmm. that you have another 20, 22-year-old family mm-hmm. that is starting off. Mm-hmm. They don't have that. Right. And I, I guess, you know, you can talk on that. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, I guess that's where I say it's important that when I do my show that I don't I take into consideration those type of families that perhaps did not have the family upbringing that I had and that I could share that type of love of family that we had with them. And uh, really, when I go to, you know, any local grocery store and I do see some of my viewers, they do share with me. It's like, thank you for sharing what you shared. It, you know, drew me back to my grandma or it drew me back to, you know, when I lived at home and made me miss my mom or made me miss my grandparents. And it's like, yeah, we'll keep sewing it to your kids, you know. And, and I understand that, that times are different and families are young and they are busy with uh, different events, different activities for their kids. And they're really involved. That's re- very important. But I'm talking about just, I mean, for us, my mom, I mean, we looking back, we made sure, like, my mom would make Sunday dinner. And so we all knew that every Sunday, Mama would have a meal. And so I tell these families, like, even if it's once a month, you know, go gather your kids or your aunts and your uncles. Go sit with them. Talk about the stories. Talk about, you know, where where they came from. Learn a little bit about your family. And... Uh, so, you know, in talking with them, they really appreciate that. So I want to continue to do that in my show. Well, and that's one of the things, and I'm glad you're here today, because that's one of the things that Kathy and I are trying to do, whether it's through music, whether it's through the stories, capture that. 
Okay, we've got this radio station that is here. We record everything. It is all there for the future. Right. You know, and we are out there going worldwide, and we're trying to tell folks the same things that are happening here in little San Marcos, Texas. Right. You know, are all across, you know, no matter uh, where you're at, whether you are Hispanic, whether you're Anglo, you know, all of these things, we're fighting to keep these together. Well, and not not so little San Marcos, Texas anymore either, because we're we're, we're growing. True, true. And so you know that for families today, when we were growing up, you know, you you left your home, but you got a job here in town. But now with the the cost of living, we're losing our kids too. They're not staying here in San Marcos; they they're leaving. So that bond of family, that cohesiveness, is 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 gone. Because she can probably tell you. Growing up with the 11 brothers and sisters, they were all together at one time, but now they're all separated. The kids are going off to college. They're getting married. They're going off to different places, and so they're not here. So that cohesiveness that was there at one time is, is, is gone because you can't get together like you used to every Sunday right. night. Right. So now it's, it's held for just special occasions. Yeah. Well, my, my son, Matthew, mm-hmm. okay, he is renting up in Austin. It was like, I just, I can't see putting this money to rent, but I want to have, uh, I want to own a home. Mm-hmm. But he said, it is just so hard to get, a, you know, he's got the money. He's actually better off than most people in order to get a home. And he ended up going down to San Antonio, made an offer on a place in San Antonio, not far from where we, where he grew up. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, I, it, I guess he just, I don't know why he didn't want to come back here, but we'll, we'll talk on that later. <laughs> and, and so I think, too, like for Rachel, um, sense of community has always been there with her brothers and sisters, always helping. And I know a lot of that comes from, from her dad. And so I'd, I'd like for her to touch up a little bit about her father. Okay. Yeah. yeah, my dad really, man, was the rock of our family, definitely. Um, he he uh, served... Uh, in the U.S. Army. He went in at the age of 19. So he served um, in World War II under uh, the direction of um, General Patton. And so he was so proud to be, uh, to serve our country. And um, it was just, it it was, I guess growing up, I, I can just sort of hit myself because Daddy was so proud to to any time that there was the the parade, the veterans parade. He always made sure that he went. It could have been raining, but he was going to go and represent him. You know, his uh, his service, and uh, I think the veterans of foreign war would the also BFW, participate. Yeah. He was in that. He was in the Knights of Columbus. He was very involved in our local St. John's church. And, and, you know, they had the church, uh, up on the hill by the college, by the university, the old, mm-hmm. the old Catholic church. And then, uh, he helped rebuild the new St. John's here. So he, you know, during that time growing up young, you know, and seeing your father, you know, just involved in so many things, it's, it's just an honor to be able to, to share those stories today because I now have my own family and I want them to be able to have a story to tell about me as well. So I think in them uh, and me just watching my dad and all that he did to build 
his family. I mean, you're talking about 11 kids and, and really like he, he served and then he'd come back, have a child, go back, <laughs> serve, come back and have a child. Uh, yeah. It was just. So how many years did he put in the army total? I believe he put, because he was World War II, so he went in and served in 1943. Now, I want to say he did about three years in the service there. But um, let's see, yeah, because he, it may have been longer, because we were trying to figure it out, because I know the war ended about 44, 45, 44, 45, right? Yeah. And so, and then when he bit he had to still serve longer than that. So I don't want to say that he, uh, it was just three years because I know did, he married. Did he have any problems that, that he talked about coming back from the war? I mean, this is something I'm always interested in is that, oh you know, here are this, you know, we've got the separation of society and, you know, these, these guys go off and served so honorably. I mean, yes. I, it is just amazing to me when I go and I help the Boy Scouts put the flags. Yes. And I'm out at some of the, the small Hispanic cemeteries. And I yes. know these, you know, and reading, you know, what, ha- you know, all of their service. And then they come back. Right. And, I, you know, I always wonder, what did they come back to? I, I am just so glad that you asked that question because... That is what I admired about my father, is that if he was dealing with anything, he never let us know. He was, and I believe it was his faith. I believe that, um, you know, it was something his mom told him is like, you know, you just stay. He gave him a a book, a Bible, and just stay with God and and. And I believe that he followed that, and that's why he was so grounded. Because when he came back, he he did not. I mean, you know, I hear, I see the mental health today, and and growing up, no, at all. Yeah. The only thing that I can remember is, you know, just when the planes would would fly over the house or something, that he would just get a little shaky, like, oh, but yeah. that was it. But as far as anything else. I, I, you know, we sit and we talk, me and my brothers and sisters, and we're like, man, daddy, he went to all through all that and never showed. And the same thing with my mother, you know, yeah. raising 11 kids <laughs> oh, and yeah. never complained, never you complained know. about doing three meals a day. And there was always fresh tortillas. And if anybody has ever made tortillas, it's, it's, it's work. work. Yeah. It's work. And for to feed for 11 kids and just... Always and you can find out how much work by going to your Facebook. That's it. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I try to make it as easy as possible because I don't want to discourage people to make it. But once they get the hang of it and, and learn, and I think the beauty of it is is to have your kids on the other side of the counter yeah. just watching and ready to eat, and they don't care if the tortilla is round or square. They're just ready for the butter and ready to eat. <laughs> well, and my mother, you know, Anglo. Okay, you know, but they grew up out in Cheyenne, out west. Oh, oh. And so she used to do homemade tortillas. Wow. I, I never learned. I, I'm sorry I didn't. My sister picked up on it. And yeah. I, I don't know whether she's doing, my sister has been in China for the last 10 years, so I don't know whether she's still doing tortillas over there, but uh, she's doing all sorts of other stuff. But uh, I, it doesn't necessarily, I guess the thing is, that it doesn't have to be, oh, it's a tortilla, it's a Hispanic family. No, my mother did all, and I remember this. Okay, so you had Sundays, 
All right, we'd have to get up and go to church. You'd have to put stuff in the pressure cooker, have it ready to go. We'd get back, get the meal made, make sure dad was taken care of, right? Yes. Then we'd, we'd take a quick nap, then we'd go back to church again. And we'd come home and she'd make uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup, you know, whatever. Yes. We, you know, hey, it's food. We didn't say, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the cheap stuff. No. You know, my father uh, served in World War II. My father was a, uh, he worked for the VA hospital and retired from the VA hospital. You didn't make that much as a government worker back in the days, folks. Right. You know, but it was a steady income. And for the retirement, I'm glad he did that for all those years because they they paid for it. So I guess, you know, here's the point on this is that there's lots of cooking. There's lots of things that were being done that we just don't understand, you know, right. of all the, the stuff. Yeah, so for instance, I remember the first time um, my mother made picadillo, and mm-hmm. I was asking her about why it was cooked that way, because it was like, why isn't there just like peas and then just meat like this? And she's like, no, because for a lot of Hispanic families, they can't afford to eat lots of meat, and so they would incorporate, you know, say if it's green beans into the hamburger meat or, or chicharro into mm-hmm. the hamburger meat so right. that you could have more. And it worked, especially if you had a large family, because you could mm-hmm. feed a, a larger family with those type of staple items that weren't that expensive. And it made your meat go a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let, let's take a quick uh, station break here. And uh, you are listening to Revolving Door. And this is our Hispanic Stories Hour that we have uh, from 7 until 8 o'clock on Sundays. And we are talking uh, with Kathy Laura and uh, uh, Miss Rachel here. And uh, who knows where the rest of the conversation (laughs) is going to go. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back with you. Come on. Thank you for listening to KZSM. I'm Marianne Reese, host of Senior Centric, a program designed for and around us seniors. My intent is to tweak your caring about yourself, others, and our world, as well as the curiosity to know and learn more. Hope you'll join me on Senior Centric first Thursdays of each month from 2 to 3 o'clock on KZSM. If you'd like to contact me, do so at lifelonglearningsmgmail.com. Hi, I'm Sid, and welcome to Sid's Place, the best place to hear your favorite oldies. Coming to you on Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time on kzsm.org. That's Sid's Place, Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Central Time. We at KZSM are grateful for the support and acceptance we have received from our community and beyond. Our staff and volunteers, who are your friends, neighbors, and co-workers, strive to bring you original, locally produced programming that is relevant and reflects the diversity and color that makes us San Marcos. We understand that these are difficult financial times for everyone. Asking for donations to support community radio at this time seems like a lot. However, there are still ways you can help. Because the pandemic has forced many folks to quarantine at home, Shopping online has become one way to avoid contact with others and to maintain social distancing. With this in mind, KZSM is now a partner with the Amazon Smile Foundation. 
You can now do your shopping online and donate to a good cause at the same time. The Amazon Smile Foundation will donate a portion of the purchase price from your eligible Amazon Smile purchases. If you already have the Amazon Shopping app, simply go to the settings for that app on your device and activate Amazon Smile. Then, select San Marcos, Texas Community Radio Association from the list of charitable organizations listed there. Or, go to smile.amazon.com on your web browser. Remember to add a bookmark to the page to make it even easier when you need to return and start shopping again. When using the app, always check for the Amazon Smile logo to ensure that it's been activated. We thank you for supporting KZSM and thank you also for allowing us to serve you as your true community radio station in San Marcos, Texas. And we are back with you here, Revolving Door and uh, your local music connection, but also your connection to the community. And this is uh, the second half of the hour. We, you know, have been wanting to get uh, talking about the Hispanic culture in the music and the stories, you know, and it's just been, Kathy and I have talked about this for a good many years. And, you know, I, I really want the stories of her dad and the boxing. And we've talked about that on past shows, but it is also about that building of community and those things that we are losing due to convenience, due to COVID, due to uh, these distancing where we, we don't want people all meeting together in the same household within six feet of each other, cooking a meal together. Right. You know, all of these things have been uh, not necessarily taken away from us. That's not the point there. Uh, But it is also we've got to re we've got to reconnect. Absolutely. We've got to work at this. And that's what you're doing out here with your cooking show. And I love it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Before I I go on, uh, I do want to just send a shout out to all my viewers uh, that support me always. I know they're listening in. So I wanted to uh, send a shout out to all my viewers from Fresno. um, Where else? Wichita. Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. uh, All up and down the I-35 corridor. Houston, Dallas, uh, San Antonio. We got somebody popped in just north of Denver right now. Wow. You know, and awesome. uh, so uh, all sorts of stuff jumping around here on our map. Right. So not that we're that- tracking you down, folks. Don't <laughs> worry, okay? But we do we do monitor our listeners for yeah. uh, shout-outs, and we're glad to have you on. Yeah, so that just tells you, Rob, that people are are, are hungry to, to just learn new things. And, and like you were saying, during the COVID season, we had to adjust right to be able to be around family and we we're we are so close our family is so close that we were like okay so we were doing the video um chats and um then we did um the drive-through and our families were like come by my sister-in-law was like i'm gonna be doing uh cookies or you know sweet stuff and whoever wants to drive by i'll leave them on the table y'all and and we would just do that and it would be and during birthdays as well we would you know we'd go around and and just have banners and stuff and just wish people a happy birthday and just do the parade birthdays and we we adjusted because we were going to continue to be with our family, making sure that we were all okay. 
Well, what are some recommendations to people? I know one of the things, you know, if you want to get back, healthy cooking is, is you can do that, okay? You know, listen, you know, it wasn't that, oh, the diet was very, you know, it was inexpensive, it filled, and it was a treat. And if you just take one day a week, and you get the family together, you block off that time, and you say, we're going to make a meal, and we're going to go listen to Rachel's uh, yeah. uh, Facebook page. Come join Thea Rach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess one of my, one of my biggest, um, I guess one of, one of my biggest, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, my mission or my goal is to definitely have families come back to sitting on the table and having a meal. There's so much conversation that happens in a dinner table. Put away the phones and just sit. I've I've asked coworkers, I've asked friends, how does your dinner how does your dinner look like? And surprisingly or not, it's oh, we all pick up and whether it's chicken and then everybody grabs their plate and go to their room. Yeah. Or go to the TV and we all sit in front of the TV. And I'm like, okay, well, how about suggesting this? You know, bring the bring the fried chicken, but this time it's going to be everybody sit in the table, around the table, and put away phones and have real conversations. And I believe that you know it's hard. It's hard for parents to talk to their kids. It's hard for a kid to sit still on the dinner table. But it's got to start there. It's got to start those conversations. We got to get those conversations back. But but it's funny to hear you say that because I knew when you were growing up and I was growing up, that wasn't the case. So I think social media has probably played a little role in that because it's like you say, kids come and you, you can't talk to them while you're having a meal because they're scrolling, they're watching to see what their friends say or they get a text message and they drop everything that they're doing. So I think that that medium with that social media has to kind of been it has to be addressed within a family when you know when you're having your your meal because it's hard to get a meal together and then it's even harder when you're having it and those distractions are happening right so but but i think you know your cooking show would be pretty good because i'd like to see even for myself a lot of the young ladies now you know if you're a mom you have a daughter to try to have that that time to teach your daughter these traditions that we have because they're they're dying Right. You know, nobody makes tortillas because it's, it's you know, it's so hot. hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It takes too much time. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to make arroz con pollo. And so right. you take the easy way out. But I'll tell you what, some of the best conversations that I've ever had were in the kitchen with my mom, mom oh, while yes. we were cooking. And so I, I know you can probably touch up on that when, you know, you've got all these sisters and all these brothers and all the stories and the things that have happened while these things are going on. So touch a little bit about that and the traditions that you had in your home for the holidays. I think that was the big eye opener for me is I recently just lost my last aunt on my dad's side. Tia Camila. Tia Camila. <laughs> and it was a big eye opener because she loved to cook as well. I mean, that was one of my gran señoras mm-hmm. too, you know, that... Uh, enjoyed cooking and so um, it, it's like who am I going to ask now mm-hmm. about that recipe I mean mm-hmm. those 
blueberry muffins. Who, where, where am I going to get that recipe? You know, <laughs> she worked at the local cafeteria, mm-hmm. so she had a lot of recipes under her belt. You know, and she loved to share them mm-hmm. every time. And you walked in that door, and she gave you that same, like, you want something to eat. She always had refried beans sitting on on her on her te- on her stove. Did she make her tortilla. refried beans in the little jarrito? Oh <laughs> my goodness. Like those recipes, man, those speak volumes, yeah. those recipes. So I want to so just So did continue. you get those recipes when she passed away or how oh, much yeah. of I, that got oh, lost? Oh yeah, I I have a I have a whole <laughs> bunch of them under my belt. Right. Know? But I guess that is one thing that I deal with here. You know, we've been doing the radio station now for five years. I've been, you know, Kathy knows more than that, that we've been putting it together. And one of the things is recording the history and hearing, you know, getting the music from people before they pass along, getting some of these things before they pass along, because this is the history right. that we lose, Right. that we're just not... It used to be that you would remember every word from your Tia. Right. Mm -hmm. You would have all of these recipes in one place. You knew that they went to your cousin, you know, uh, whoever it may be. Right. Right. And Uh, and so when she passes away, is there something lost or did you get everything? Well, I'm sure there was there's some things that probably did get lost, you know, but I we try to have as much conversation like you were talking about those conversations okay. as as much as possible and that's and that's something that I always encourage, you know, my viewers when I am cooking is like, you know, make sure to go and visit, you know, if you have your mom, go and visit her. If you have differences with aunts or uncles or I mean, life's too short. We got to, you know, bring that unity back into your family and peace because we just went through this pandemic that was horrible and that many people lost so many loved ones that yeah. they won't ever have those conversations. So if you have means to mend relationship, let's do it. Let's do it because it's important. So, Kathy, I just totally forgot what I was going to ask. You go go on ahead. Is there something? Yeah, so I had asked Rachel earlier about, you know, family traditions and if there was a, a meal that she liked to cook or if there was a holiday especially that oh. she really enjoyed and uh, what foods were served at that holiday and music that may have been played. So that's kind of where I want to go with this now. Oh, yeah. So m- meals were very important, as you can see <laughs> in my conversation. But uh, Sunday dinner, of course, was was just always so special for our family but I'll tell you what else was so special was Mother's Day and I know that we're coming up on Mother's Day hopefully I won't get choked up through this whole session. Well it's hard for those of us that don't have our mothers here so So for those of you that have them please pay attention to your mom and love her and honor her the best (laughs) that you can. Yes definitely. And sit down and have a meal with the phone off and Remember the stories and ask the stories. Right. No. right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rob, you were talking about music and how we're losing music. And it reminded me of my of dad. Dad was also a musician. He loved playing guitar. And one thing, dad had five sons. Dad taught every one of my son his sons how to play guitar. So every gathering, every, whether it's Sunday afternoon after Sunday dinner, they'd bring out the guitars, uh, family gatherings. But the most important one, I guess, were mother was Mother's Day. 
And, you know, and, and in reminiscing back, it was like, man, how proud my mom was to be serenaded by her, by her sons, like her husband and her sons. That, I mean, that is incredible because they know how to sing too. Like, well, my sister's going to I used gonna, to know how to sing. I was going to say, don't show your so short because I, the, the Cervantes sisters have such beautiful voices. And so when is everyone coming into the studio here? Oh, my goodness. I'm sure. You are, the, the invitation is open, please. Okay, I would love to have you all come you. in. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yes. I'm, I'm just honored and, and I'm grateful that, that for the invite. Because I have always believed that our family is so special. It, it truly is. And my dad sowed so much into our family that maybe growing up, we didn't really realize it until we got older. That it was like, oh, that's what dad was talking about. And so now that we're older and have our own families, and we try to just share that with our families. I mean, my nephews are now learning how to play guitar and are musicians you know, as well, like famous musicians. So I'm very proud to see. They, they have that. an open invite as well. Okay, you know. <laughs> oh, I we're, we're going to do two different sessions. Oh, One, please. my brothers and sisters, then my nephews, so that we can bring a guitar and we could sit here and we could play oh, yes. and sing. Oh, yes. And, you know, Folks, share a we, bit. we are lining up some <laughs> great radio, okay? Not yes. that this isn't great today, okay? But. Uh, <laughs> But you can see culturally, I think, and it's even whether it's a, you know, a a Hispanic household or a German household or an Irish household, that everything usually gravitates around food and music. Yes. And so I know music was played a lot, a lot in your home. And I remember, um, I think I was about 13 or 14 when I first heard uh, Charlie play his guitar. But but I'll tell you, the thing that I remember the most about Charlie's uh, music and the song that always sticks out in my mind is that david allen cole song that he likes oh, to sing. oh we shoot. all like david allen cole don't we <laughs> yeah so I, I you know every time i hear that i think about charlie because he, he's i think like i said i was about 13 or 14 when i first played him heard him play his guitar yeah i just yeah. got out of prison and mama got that's, rhino that's the song right there that's it that's dang it. old train yes yeah yeah. Although it, I'm using Music. the dang, yes. Yeah, we listened to all of that growing up. But I think that also goes to talk about the assimilation that we had, too, that we not right. only had the, the Hispanic culture, but we were also able to have this whole other culture that, you know, growing up here in, in, in America, in the United States, where we were able to fuse. And so much of our cooking, too, now has been fused. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I remember my dad used to say growing up that um, people didn't, you know, Hispanics would, moms would make them tacos. And they didn't want to eat them because they were so embarrassed to have them. But now you have a taco stand just like on every oh, yeah. corner. Yeah, Everybody my brother had a now. taco stand here yeah. locally as well. But it was funny to hear that story, too, because mm-hmm. growing up, they'd uh, go to, uh, you know, uh, different places in from school. You know, they would have, um, when they'd go... So they'd go out to on an outing or on an outing, yeah. yes, yeah. a field school. trip, a or, field trip. Yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, those and, things. Yeah, and I the field those. trip, you know. And my brother would say, "Here we were, you know, hiding our taco because everyone else had sandwiches, but you know, we couldn't afford sandwiches. No, you, you can know? afford white bread. And, yeah. and it was so funny. And I'm like, yeah, but now that they'd love, they wish they'd had your taco. <laughs> taco. You know, everybody well, goes out for breakfast tacos. <laughs> you know, I it's yeah. I had the conversation with someone that. Uh, uh, they were down at the uh, 
in San Antonio, and they had gotten out of the military, and they were uh, doing civilian. And he learned that if he wanted to keep his job and to keep everything there, he had to buy 300 tacos every week. So he went and bought 300 tacos and wow. kept it. Nobody had a problem with him. Wow. And so I, we were talking about that, but I was like, man, think of that, yeah. 300 tacos, you know. That's a, yeah. And Rachel's brother, she mentioned her brother Oscar had a, a taco stand over off on Alamo Street and, and was Holland. it Holland Street mm-hmm. on the corner there. Right. And so he was there for quite a long he time. He was there, I think, 15 years, I yeah. think. He had his own taco little shop there. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, you can't find those tacos today. So here's a shout-out to Oscar and putting yeah. those tacos. I know. Reopen. Reopen. No, <laughs> hurry, <kidding>. hurry. I <laughs> know. At my work, they were always telling me, when are you going to open up your own place? Uh, and I did. I actually did have a Thea Rach uh, taco place in East Texas in Henderson oh, when, when we you moved, lived there. When yeah. we moved up there, and uh, that was a great experience. But um, yeah, I just needed a little more money, and I think I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, it takes it takes money to. It's a lot to, of work. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna do a quick station ID just to get it in before we wrap up the show tonight. You are listening to KCSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas, and uh, thanks to all of the listeners all across the. Uh, the U.S. listening in out there, and uh, I've got uh, Tia Rach and uh, uh, Kathy Laura here. We are talking all sorts of stuff about food and tradition. We'll be right back with you. The Art of Bill Hudson is a unique citywide exhibition celebrating the work of artisan San Marcos native Bill Hudson. Five separate and overlapping gallery shows bring over 60 unique objects and process drawings to the artist's hometown of San Marcos for the very first time. The Art of Bill Hudson is a collaboration between the Calaboose African American History Museum, the Price Center, the San Marcos Art League, the Texas State Galleries, and the Walker's Gallery. Each location features different works by Hudson. For more information, go to visitsanmarcus.com backslash Hudson. That's visitsanmarcus.com backslash All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Her voice can call up a ghost and soothe him to rest again, and she'll ease you out of the stress of your work week and right on into your weekend. She's got live and recorded music you want to hear and interviews with people you want to meet. Tune in Fridays, 8 to 10 p.m. for Friday Night with Care, right here on kzsm.org. San Marcos's true community radio station. Yes, you are here on San Marcos's true community radio station. Glad to hear. And uh, we actually had a couple people pop up in Iowa. Uh, wow. Yeah, we've been adding all sorts of folks all over the all place. All right, way to so go, Iowa. Shout out to everybody listening in tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, we do appreciate it. And uh, this will be, uh, we're going to go ahead and get this up on our podcast. We'll get this up on every other way that you can listen to it. And we'll let you know where it's at. Um, but let's wrap up the show. You were talking about about a couple things uh you okay so the t-shirt yes yeah, so rachel was talking about all the famous musicians that they know in the tahano country um 
Tejano industry. The Tejano yeah. industry. And so I happened to wear this David Lee Garza y los Musicales shirt today. And yeah. they'll be in town in May, right? They will be in town in May. And yeah, when I saw it, I was like, you wore the perfect shirt. Because <laughs> I actually received a special gift uh, from Adam, uh, one of the, the brother of uh -huh. David. And uh, he gave me an um, uh, apron. Uh -huh. of the musicales so oh. i've worn it on my show i was like okay i'm gonna wear it just this time and then i'm gonna hang it up because i don't want to get it dirty so yeah they'll be here uh for the cinco de mayo celebration downtown which i do want to send a little shout out to that Yay. hcco um they are gonna have uh the menudo cook-off and the courtyard of hayes county uh here downtown san marcos and i am entering i'm excited to say this is the first time entering the Menudo Cook-Off. I do make Menudo at home, but this is my first time entering the Menudo Cook-Off. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to be. So come and say hello. Let me know you listened in and take a photo and have fun. And enjoy the traditional Menudo and, meal, right? Oh, yeah. And I believe, well, I think what they're doing, uh, I'm not a spokesperson for them, but I believe they are selling like $5 packets, which is like five cups, five spoons, so that you can go around and taste menudo. I don't think they, they'll allow just anyone going up, which I think that controls yeah. it a little bit more. So, and, you know, we talked about this on the last show about going back with the history of the menudo cook-offs and uh, how, you know, it, it was, we are now, uh, coming back to that again. Yeah, you know, it was a big back. celebration. Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. was telling him, I found an article in the paper, and I think the very first winner of the Menudo Cook-Off here was Herb de la Rosa. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. It's like in 75, 76, maybe around yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, But it was you, a big you realize that T-shirt is valuable. Well, it is. It is. I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'll put it on my live as well, I on think my page. it's when um, Jay Perez was was with them oh yeah, okay it's the one where they're wearing the we're gonna do a front and back, and back yeah. picture <laughs> yeah. so that we can show it he'll love it adam will love seeing that and david oh i gotta i gotta check it out when they get yeah. into town shout and out so. to my poteet folks <laughs> okay and again you can they can uh, find you every week on yeah, your on tuesday every other tuesday uh at 7 p.m on facebook uh Thea Rach, it's called Thea Rach, T-I-A-R-A-C-H. And, um, yeah, come and join. Say hello. Give me a heart. Give me a comment. And uh, thank you. Thank you to all my viewers that always support support me and uh, inbox me if you ever have any questions about recipes. I love to share because one thing I, I forgot to mention is a lot of times people are just so, like, I don't know what it is about these recipes, secret recipes they don't want to share. And I'm like, how are we going to teach no, our continue. kids if we don't share our recipes? So when I share my recipes, like these are things you can get off of uh, YouTube or anything like that. I don't mind sharing unless it's the only one I can't share <laughs> is my brother's recipe for salsa. But <laughs> salsa is very easy to make. But yeah, his salsa is like on point, <laughs> award winning for me because I won twice, I think, for yeah. salsa. And it's good. Very so good. we're going to keep that one close by. But gonna, yeah, yeah. there's some other things that we, we can share. Yeah. Next and, time I'll come, I'll bring you some. And turn off the phones. Turn off your phones. Get folks back sitting down at the table. Yes. And, you know, if you don't know what to talk about, ask about stories. This is one of the things that I have learned from doing this here at the radio station. 
is that, you know, if you want to engage people for an hour, yes, you talk about the stories and they light up. And when you guys talked about the, uh, the musicians and the T-shirt, yes, your faces lit up. You got engaged. Because there's so much story right. behind that. Right. Like, yes. That is the point. Yes. This is how we build this. So make stories. Yes. Bring them back up. And even if your kids get tired of hearing the same story. Oh, right. Dad, Mama, you know, I, I heard this. Okay, well, then you tell me one. Right. Okay, but you sit there at the dinner, at the table, and maybe there's something that somebody doesn't like. I remember having to sit at that table and eat those plastic peas <laughs> and drinking them down with the milk and Mama saying, no more milk, you have got to eat your peas. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, gagging and all that, but... <laughs> You know, eventually I had to clean the dishes and do all that stuff because I was the last one. Right. So those are stories. Right. So keep them going. Keep them going. And this is the second half of Revolving Door. This is our Hispanic stories. And we'd like to have more people come down and to talk about those stories, talk about their families. Folks, come in here and let's get the music going. Okay, this station is yours. The time is yours, and we are here to document. We are here to spread the word worldwide. Mm -hmm. If we can amplify, if we can just get a few more people engaged, and if we can build community, if we can change it through our music, we can change it through our word, that's what we're here for. That's it. Thank you very much for coming in, Rachel. appreciate it. And uh, Kathy, thank you. And well, you're Thank you. Thank you to all of our viewers out there. All of our viewers. All of our listeners out there. <laughs> I'm switching gears. Uh, but uh, look for this on our podcast, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, share this here uh, a little bit later as we get this edited and up. Um, thank you for coming in today. Yeah, I, and, thank you. And thank I you. hope that we have opened a whole bunch of new doors here for us. So uh, yeah. really good. Thank you very much. This has been uh, Revolving Door on kzsm.org y'all have a good night uh the wiz will be back with you tomorrow night at uh uh for uh, vinyl confessions and uh we're going to be uh here with you tonight if you tune in at 10 o'clock you get to hear the uh concert from the kissing alley that we had this last thursday one more way we support the community y'all have a good night <laughs>